What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with the boy C-Rock, the unstoppable C-Rock. You can be unstoppable too. All you need to do is go get my book, Rocket Fuel, Convert Setbacks, Become Unstoppable. Learn how me and Grant Cardone have become unstoppable by converting setbacks into rocket fuel for our future. That book is available on Amazon and at MikeCRock.com forward slash book, MikeCRock.com forward slash book. Today, guys, I brought a friend of mine on board here. His name's Ben Ward. I met him through Greg Reed. We did a mastermind together with Greg. We got to meet each other, get to know each other. Then we actually got to go in person to Vegas and hang out and really learn about each other and found out that we, you know, we vibe with each other, man. So I brought Ben on the show to share what he's made of. And uh, Ben is a 20-year veteran in sales leadership and executive leadership training and development, a sought-after keynote speaker, mentor, and strategic advisor. He founded Forward Leadership as a result of his personal obsession for continuous improvement and passion for helping others grow and develop. Ben, welcome to the What Are You Made Of show. So good to be here, brother. Thank you. It's so great to see you, man. We got to talk more often. I think we get caught up in what we're doing and all that. And, you know, it's like, I don't know how you feel the same. I vibe with you, dude. And I, I like, I feel like you're the guy, the guy I would like to see and talk to more often. Heck yeah, man. I know we get crazy <laughs> busy. There's things happening. I'm so pumped for you with this last week, out on stage Thanks, on a main event and just, just killing it, dude. And I love your content. Love, love just learning with you and from you, brother. Thank you, man. And I, I want to share my uh, share you with my audience as well, because you just had a new book that came out as well, which we're going to get into. But I got to ask you the question. We have the tradition of starting the show with the question, Ben, what are you made of? I love that, man. My blink, like my snap judgment, my first thought is I'm made of eternal element, made of come from from above, from my, my spirit, from God. And you know what? I've needed that. I've drawn from that with my businesses that I've Taken, yeah, taken and rocket launched. And I've also, the rocket launch, one of my big businesses, it didn't make it into orbit and it came crashing down and just took everything out of me. And, and you know, I'll share something during this, this, uh, this conversation we're having that I, I, I talked with you a little bit about in Vegas that like the number one thing that I've, that I've taken away from my failure that's been my rocket fuel. But the element of it is, you know what? My spirit is unstoppable. And what I'm made of, I'm made of eternal element from God. Love it, man. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about that. Let's take us back. You can take us back as far as diapers, anywhere from there on up. You know, take us back and tell us, like, what ingredients went into making Ben? At first, My first memory when I was five um, of my parents, my mom came into my room and was like, Ben, you know, your dad and I are getting a divorce. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, when do we get it? Like, honestly, I thought it was like a boat or like, like a camper. Like I, I didn't know. And, and she's like, no, like, and I don't remember the rest of this at some point here in the next little while, I, I learned my dad's no longer there and I'm a five-year-old kid. And, and 
So I grew up every other weekend going to my dad's house and my mom lived with my mom, school there, all that stuff. And then I'd go, go be with my dad. And uh, about 10 years into this, I was like 15, I, I noticed a, a library um, and my dad's, uh, you know, I would sleep on the floor at his house. There was, there was a big bunch of kids and, and uh, we, we were just super poor. So I, had, I had slept in a sleeping bag on the floor. And I'll just never forget one day I realized there's this like big bookshelf filled with like tapes, talk tapes, books on tape. And I asked my dad, I was like, dad, what is this? And he's like, hey, this is the secret to success. And he gave me my first, my first uh, talk tape. And I remember it was sales magic from Kerry Johnson of all things. And, and uh, I, uh, he gave that to me and I went and listened to it. And I was like, this is cool. I came back the next week and, I, and then two weeks later, I came back and I gave it to him. He's like, all right, here's more. So we had this pattern for years, all through high school. And for about five years, he would give me some books and I would listen to them. I'd bring them back and he would load me up with more. And so eventually I got through pretty much the whole case. And that was my start of my fire for personal development, learning everything from like The Strangest Secret, Earl Nightingale, everything from Brian Tracy and Tony Robbins and you know Jonathan Livingston Siegel, like all these, all the classic self-development and business and personal professional development books. And like that right there forged my passion for growth and uh, just continuous learning and improvement, man. So that's a little bit of how things started for me, man. I love it. I love it. So then what was your first sales job? My first sales job was a door-to-door sales job selling home security out in San Diego. And and how, what did, how did that go? Like, was it, was it successful or was it? Yeah. So... So I, uh, I remember my, my mom and my stepdad, they, they didn't think I should do it. And I grew up with them. My, my stepdad was kind of like my dad. It was the one I was with. So my mom and dad, they were just like, don't do this job. This is ridiculous. And I had a, I was a, paying my own way through college. I went to Chafee College, Community College in Rancho Cucamonga. And I uh, paid for my own way. And the way I did was through Sports Chalet. I was stringing rackets and sizing up golf clubs and uh, things like that at Sports Chalet, making seven bucks an hour, struggling to like, you know, I, I lived at my parents' house, so I didn't have to pay rent, but I was struggling to pay for college and gas and, you know, all that stuff. And uh, my buddy, he, he's like, Ben, I just made $10,000 last summer. Come and do this with me this next summer. And I was just like, I was like, what? You made 10 grand in a summer? Like, are you freaking kidding me, dude? Like, that's crazy. And I was like, I'll do anything for that. Uh, yeah, I'll go knock doors with you. And, and so I was like, I was getting ready to go. And my parents like, no, like, this is like ridiculous. Don't go do that. There's no, it's like straight commission and it's just sink or swim. And they're like, that's not what you want to do. If anything, double down on school. And, and so anyways, I, I almost listened to them. And, but really my first two weeks I sold zero. And within, I'm going to do a hyper fast speed within my first summer, bro, C-Rock, my boy, my whole life changed when I went out and I ended up earning $25,000 my first summer. And dude, it, it changed my life, bro. Like I went from being like super poor in my, and, and to like having enough to like pay for my little car and pay for my school. And so then I went and I went out the next summer, I made 50 grand. Then the next summer, a hundred grand. Then the next summer, 286 grand. The next summer, 400 grand. Sell, selling, selling security systems? Yep. And building teams. Where, the, where, okay. I, where I really started scaling is I built teams, grew teams, grew regions and scaled. And we ended up having an Inc. 500 company 
a hundred million. We built it. I started from the, from the year one, all the way to, to year five when I was there. I started, uh, started as a summertime job. Yeah. And then went, and, then I went full blast level. And then you went into management. Yep. And then do you own the company too? No. So I worked for them. And then after five years, I then started a business with the owner of the company I worked for. His name is Wright Thurston. He's the man. Okay. And so then he and I started a company together and we, we had our like ups and downs. We ended up taking it public in 2010. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back, go back, go back. So when you started to scale and you started to make more money, what was the trigger that went off in, in your head that allowed you to make those advances? Yeah, man. Like, so one of the advances was, was quitting school. Like, which ingrained in my brain, my parents were poor and they like didn't go to school. You know, like my, my dad never went to school. He's like, you got to go to school. And my mom, after they were, after my parents were divorced, she struggled like crazy and went back to school herself and got her degree and became a teacher and got a, got a great teaching job. Right. And so she's just like, you got to stay in school. And like, and the world's calling me like, no, like I'm going to go do this summer stuff. And like, and uh, when I, the third year, when I quit, when I started doing pretty well, you know, I made my first hundred thousand dollars in the summer. I was like making that change to switch into full time to where now I'm going to be like building and recruiting like full blast as my profession. Like making that shift out of it because of my upbringing and quitting school was not well received by my family. Oh, Just, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what, 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 how did you go from 10 to 25 to 100 though? Yeah. What was the trigger there for you? Because you weren't Leverage. building teams then. Where no, you I were. So, oh, you were. Yeah. Okay. Yep. First year, I was a sales rep myself. Second year, I was an assistant manager, I recruited a couple people, and then managed a team. The next year, I was a district manager running a team by myself. The following year, from 100K in a summer to 286K, that's when I went from full from part-time just summer, 100K earned that, and then to 286 was full-time. Now I'm building teams. I put four key guys that I've worked with over the last the previous couple of years. Yeah. Close, close this off. Previous couple of years, they were big, like really awesome. We in the trenches and I put them as, as managers. And now I ran a region and started scaling by duplicating myself, creating leveraged results by the effective action of others. So, yeah. So you scaled yourself by yourself as far as you could go. People need to hear this, by the way, yeah. like you, you can't do anything great by yourself. Nope. I mean, it's impossible. You get to a certain point and then some people are salespeople and for life and that's great. And, and they're great salespeople, top producers. But really, if you're not transferring your ability to someone else, are you doing the right thing? Like the question I've been, I've been on this, this little kick over the last week thinking to myself, you know what? If you don't push yourself and then you don't transfer and inspire and help others, it's kind of actually evil. I mean, Dude, you're, I mean, you're not serving anybody, right? You're not you're serving not. anybody. And, and God put us here on this planet. And I'm not afraid to talk about my beliefs, man. God put us on this planet to be like him and serve people. And so when you're a top producer and you get on your high horse and you're, you got an ego going and yeah, I'm this and you're strutting around and that's where you stop. To me, that's a thing that you should ask for forgiveness for. I love right? that, man. That's so, powerhouse right there. And that, and that could be polarizing. And some people could say, you know, I, I, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, but I think it's still evil. I think that, you know, everybody's got their own life to live, right? But to me, if you can, you have the ability to impact and inspire other people and make a difference. And, you know, it's not just about you on this planet, right? It's about the people around you and not only just those people around you, but what about the people that you might inspire somebody and then they go on and inspire hundreds of people. It's so amazing the impact that, that we can have as we step into our greatness and allow to help grow and develop other people around us along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. So how did you learn how to duplicate yourself? 
wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. That was one of the trickiest things. And through that, I learned that being good at sales and being good at leading other people are two totally different things, right? Like, you know, being a high-performing salesperson and then teaching other people to be high-performing salespeople, they're just different skill sets. And I remember uh, 15 years ago, I was at a retreat, a um, little mastermind group, Brian Tracy came in and he was with us as a small group. I have a picture of us like we could show you or whatever, but he, we uh, were there and he, he, we, we talked about this very thing. It's like, you know, like one of the biggest problems is that the people that naturally get the promotions into management and leadership are the people that are good at sales. And inherent in that is a problem because they don't necessarily translate. And so actually since that day, I've actually, it's been like a seed planted in my mind and I went to work to fix that problem. And that's one of the keys, the master keys to my personal success has been learning the ingredients of what it takes to transition successfully from being great yourself to great at duplicating yourself and inspiring, unlocking, unleashing the very best in others. And in fact, that's, so I wrote this book, right? Yeah, let's talk about it. Sellership. It's the, it's how do, how does a top salesperson transition successfully into leadership to help, help other people become successful at sales? And I've developed, I've created a framework and it's a, I call it the, the sellership system, which helps people go from selling to leading. And uh, secrets are right here. I love it. I love it. So look, we, well, we want people to read the book, but give us a little bit of, uh, of the steps or the framework a little bit so that people can get a little taste of it. Yeah. You know, it starts with, it starts with the secret under your feet. There's a, there's a, there's a secret that is, it goes deeper. So your feet symbolic of the things you do, your, your actions, the results, right? So like there's, 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 there's the secret that goes deeper than the things we do, our behavior. And it's all about how we see people and do we see them. And you know, some of the best leaders are the leaders that can inspire the very best. And part of that is because they see you. Like, see, Rock Dude, have you ever had a leader where you felt seen by them? You felt like they saw you, you knew, you knew that they had confidence in you, that they that they trusted you, that they saw you, and you're like, dude, they've got they've got confidence in you, and that you felt that from that leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What did that inspire in you? Yeah, you want to run through a wall, like like you create an op- a situation where you feel like you want to run through a wall for them, dude. So that's one of the first secrets. You do yourself do yourself a favor with the people that you lead and give them that gift. Let me let me give you an, let me give you an example. Let me give you a story. I had a leader when I was growing up, and one day. Um, so I heard somebody, I didn't know who it was at the time. I, I heard somebody talking and I heard my name and I was coming around this corner. They were on the other side of the corner. They couldn't see me. And I heard, I heard these words that Ben Ward. And I was like, I was like, Whoa. And I stopped and they didn't know I was there. And I started listening. I'm like, what is this? What's going on? And I tuned in and they, this person said to another person that Ben Ward, I would invest in stock in Ben Ward. And I was like, I was like, what in the heck? Who is this talking? Like, what? Like, I didn't know what, I'm not just this punk teenage kid trying to figure out who I was. And I'm hearing this and I'm just like, and then I found out that human being that said those words was Doug Johnson. And Doug Johnson was one of my young men leaders in my church. And, 
And I just was like, wow. And I'll tell you what, I knew that Doug Johnson had confidence in me. And what that invited in me was hearing that and feeling that and sensing that and and not just that thing alone, but just the sense I got from him is that he knew that I could do it and he believed in me. And so what happened was when Doug Johnson would show up to my baseball games, I'd see Doug in the stands and I'd be like, Doug's here. And I'd be like, dude, and I would hit better and I would feel better. And he drew out the very best in me. I didn't want to let him down. I knew he believed in me. And the secret, the secret under your feet as a leader is, is as Doug did for me, he made me, it's like what Gertu, the ancient philosopher says, he says, if you treat a man as he is, he'll stay as he is. But if you treat him as if he were what he could and ought to be, he'll become what he could and ought to become. And Doug gave that gift to me, dude. He treated me way better. He, he believed in me more than, more than I deserved. And because of that, he drew out the best and that helped to inspire and lift me to become my best in his presence. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause salespeople come up and then uh, they try to move into these management roles and just basically tell people what to do. Yeah. Right. And then there's no uh, vision, no goal setting, no target, no, no, no accountability, no confidence building, inspiring. And that's where it's lacking. Right. Is that what you're saying? Like what, what do most salespeople do when they come into leadership? What is like the, the normal thing to happen? They want to be impressive, you know, like, cause a lot of times you're a salesperson, you're, it's all about you, which is rightfully so. Like you're, you're in sales, a lot of recognition to you. Like you're the fuel for the, for the engine of the, of the, you know, the business or whatever you're doing. And like the spotlights on you, the glories on you. And all of a sudden, you know, you shift into management and you, you're used to, it's natural to be like, Hey, and, and also when you're selling, it's like, it's about you, like hitting numbers, doing deals. And yeah, you're serving customers and, you know, you know, hopefully doing it right and doing, you know, doing people a solid as you're selling and, t- and doing that. But when you transition to leadership, it's no longer about you. And that's a, that's an interesting challenge and a struggle. And, you know, it's like when we succeed, who holds the trophy? Because in the past you hold the trophy, but now you're giving that thing away. And it's, it's like, I don't wanna, it's, it's hard to give that trophy mm-hmm. away as a new leader. Yeah. 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 And then, so tell us the story about the spider. Dude, so my first summer, my parents are like, don't go, don't go out, you know, to sell. And, and uh, my car is breaking down like crazy. And uh, it was just a long trip. It should have been an eight hour drive to my area to sell my first year. And I'm out of money, fully out of money. My car's sputtering. And, and I finally, after a double the time, it was an eight hour drive. It took me 16 hours to get there. Middle of the night, I was going to the apartment where I was going to be. It was locked. And I'm like, what do I do? And I went around and there was this giant wall that I like kind of scaled, I climbed up and, and you know, there's, there's the fence and this is to the, the courtyard of this apartment. And I like get up on the, I get up on the, <laughs> on the I'm like standing up here, I'm like up on this wall about, about, I don't know, eight or 10 feet high. And I, I'm exhausted after this long drive being lost. My car's not working. And I'm I like my hands, I'm like up on this wall and I look down and right by my pinky is this giant black widow. <laughs> and I was just like, I was up on the wall and I'm just, it was like, I was like exhausted, wiped down. And I looked down and I see this and I freaked. And I was like, <laughs> and I fell, I fell back on the wall and I landed smack on my back and I laid there and I'm just like, holy freak, dude, everything is going against me on this. Like the, all the opposition, all the, like the elements, my parents, my, my financial situation, my car not working, 
Like just, I'm exhausted. The door's locked to get in here. Even all the way down to the black widow is being like, you can't do this quit right now. And I was like, I'm like laying there for probably like, probably like three minutes. It felt like an, an hour mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just being like, dude, what in the heck am I doing? Like really like I should just go home. I, you know, my parents in my ear, you know, and like, I'm just like, this is ridiculous. What am I doing? And I, I'm like, I can't go home. My parents, I mean, I, they already told me to like, to not do this. And I like, no, I'm going to do it. I ended up sleeping in my car and I wrote this all out of my journal. I like tried to keep a, some notes on a journal. And I wrote this all out. This experience was, you can't even make this stuff up. And I, I got up that next morning, started my first, my first door and i went two weeks without a sale dude and that's the story of the black widow man but that black widow dude changed my life brother by having experiencing that and continuing on despite the fear bro yeah yeah i love it man (laughs) so as we wrap up here how did you get in touch with greg reed and get involved with greg reed yeah so i told you about my dad when the books that i would read so his his wife so so my stepmom they had these books and she and my dad were all about personal development and she ended up connecting in and she's a good friend of Greg Riggs mom. Gotcha. Yeah. And not that long ago, she's like, man, come down to Carlsbad, which isn't far from my, from my home in San Clemente and just come down. And, and so I went, I met up with Greg, we hit it off. We spent three hours in his backyard. I told him all about my book idea, what I wanted to do. He's like, man, he gave me some great pointers. And then like, he's like, you know what, if we do this project together, like I, he's like, I love your passion, your excitement. I love your experience. Like, let's do this together if you want. And I'll, I'll contribute in these ways, which he's contributed massively and helping to shape sellership into what it is. And then we brought Brian Tracy on mm-hmm. Brian Tracy's, you know, one of, my, one of my congratulations, heroes. man. Yeah. Thank you, brother. And he wrote the forward great. Brian Tracy did. Yes. Yeah. Awesome, man. So how did that feel once it launched and went to the bestseller? Dude, it was amazing. You know, it's a dream. I've dreamed about this and then to put it into action and make it reality. You know, the key, the, the easy part is learning the skills. This is true for anything. The easy part is learning the skills on what it takes to succeed in your trade and whatever you're doing. And even like writing a book, that's the easy part. The hard part of success is, is guarding our minds. All the things you can't do it. Why, why, why are you? You're not good enough. The hard part, the easy part is learning the skills. The hard part is guarding our minds and taking action despite fear. And so the amazing part about this is like, like the fear, the, the uncertainty, the doubt, the struggle, and of doing even of the book and the other, all these different things, but taking action despite fear and then having everything by putting one foot in front of the other work out. And to have this book launch, have it be a huge success. It's just, I'm humbled and, and honored and, and just grateful. Hey man, congratulations. I'm, I'm excited for you guys. Happy. And uh, I just love it. And uh, What's next for Ben? Like, what are you getting into now? And what do you see down the road here in the next year or so? Absolutely. So I do executive coaching, speaking training. I work with uh, people that lead sales teams. In fact, I'm with an organization that has a huge, huge team. I'm doing some work with here right now out of, out of state as we speak. And, and, uh, but I have my next book coming out at the end of this year uh, called Pluck the FUD. And like, if you're growing a garden, weeds are going to creep into that garden, right? And so our minds are the same thing, right? We have, we may have this beautiful idea plant like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And then inevitably weeds are going to creep in. You got to pluck the weeds or pluck the FUD, which fear, uncertainty, and doubt. You got to pluck that FUD out of your brain. And my, my next book is the formula, the fearless formula on how to do that from 20 years of experience in the trenches 
like door-to-door sales, leadership, and management over the 20 years and my experience and a formula on how to get rid of that fear in a practical way you can use every single day. Hey, you know, it's funny as you said 20 years. I'm like, damn, that's a long time, man. And then I think about it, <laughs> 1998. So what's that? 98, 2008, 2018. Jeez, 23. Yeah, like I'm in there too, man. I, I, I'm thinking, damn, Ben's old. <laughs> I feel like a young kid still, man. 20, 23 years. Holy cow. Sales lead. Oh, man. All right. Well, look, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on the show. And before I ask you the rocket fuel question, how can my audience get in touch with you, get the book, whatever you want to? Yeah. Uh, BenWard.com. Go check out BenWard.com. BenWard.com. Guys, go support Ben Ward. And Ben, final question. You know the rocket fuel concept that I have about becoming unstoppable. What has that meant to you in your life and career and for you going forward? Because by the way, I want to take this clip. I'm going to ask you this question because I want to promote this episode with this clip. So what does it mean to you? You know, when I lost my company, I lost everything. And my, my home was foreclosed on. My cars ripped out. First, my wife's car. And then a week later, my car ripped out from our driveway. Uh, one of them was inside our garage. And that I mean, it was demoralizing my business. I, we had 2,000 employees nationwide, contractors nationwide doing sales with us, a bundled service. And we couldn't pay them. And so we offered, we offered them stock. Some of them stayed, some of them, some of them couldn't. It was just this, and I couldn't pay for groceries. I mean, it, it, was this, it just got so bad. And during this time, the rocket fuel for me was it was too heavy. It was too heavy for me. I couldn't do it. It was too much, too heavy, too much of a burden. And I remember just this like the scripture from the Bible. It's like, hey, come unto me. You know, my burden is light. And I was pissed. I'm like, no. Like this is not light. And I felt close to God, but I, but like my life was unraveling to the point where it was unraveled. It like was, and it was too much of a burden. And I'm like, no, this is not light. My bird, like your this burden, like I need you. Like, where are you? And I had this little, little moment in time that changed my whole life. And I haven't gone one day since that time. This was, this was 11 years ago, not one day to where this thought hasn't helped shape me into a better person help me push through adversity and is the rocket fuel for me to be able to ignite beyond my fears and the circumstances of my present moment. And this was the thought, no, Ben, I'm not going to make it light as you expect, as you think this means. My burden is light. Come unto me. I'm easy. Take my yoke upon you. My burden is light. Like, no, my burden is light or enlightenment or knowledge or experience. My burden is light. The things we go through that are challenging are the rocket fuel themselves. That's the the light, not the less heavy light, but the light bulb of like knowledge that we get back of very challenging experiences. And that's the rocket fuel that has fueled me in my life. Thank you very much. Well said, well said. Thank you for coming on, Ben. I look forward to connecting with you further, man. And we got to talk more. So thank you for coming on the show, bud. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. And it sounds like to me, we can put Ben in the club of the unstoppable as well. And please go subscribe to your favorite podcast platform to What Are You Made Of. And if you'd like to watch these, go to YouTube at Mike C-Rock, Scirocco. Check it out. Subscribe there as well. Keep supporting us and go get that Rocket Fuel book. MikeCRock.com forward slash book. Until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? 
be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.